lumber, gold, copper. What do these things have to do with the stock market? We discuss that and more in Intermarket Analysis, a part of Research by Potomac. Before we start the show, we'd like to remind our audio listeners that this show was developed as a video podcast. If you'd like to see any of the visuals that are referenced in this episode, we invite you to check out our YouTube channel. Simply search for the Conquer Risk podcast. You'll see all the shows we produce, including this one. And just like the audio, you can subscribe to be notified the moment a new episode drops. Enjoy the show. From Research by Potomac and the Conquer Risk podcast, this is Who Charted? Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Who Charted, the most exciting six minutes in markets. We are fresh from our company retreat in Denver where the uh, all-star team of Who Charted, myself and Drew Wells, who's here with me, had a chance to meet for the first time in person. Uh, Very good, uh, very good weekend, but uh, now back to business, six charts, six minutes. Drew, you know the drill. Absolutely. So we have the S&P 500 here and uh, top pane, the percentage of components highly correlated with the index uh, in the bottom pane here. This is a chart I think that you've seen this cover for a while now. Um, correlations in and of themselves really aren't that great of a signal until you actually combine them with something else. But I want to highlight a couple things here. Uh, number one, we're at the highest reading uh, all year long, not only all year long, but levels that we've seen, uh, not seen rather since the summer of 2020. So. You know, I, I think I like to use this chart in particular in a former life when I manage money. It gives you a good idea on where to focus your time, right? Because a lot of questions, uh, whether it's from money managers or analysts or whatever, how do I know where to spend most of my time focusing on the chart of the asset versus the market? Right now, you want to pay a lot of attention to the market because that price action is uh, bleeding down to the individual stock level to a pretty high degree. All right, paying attention to the market, uh, we recognize here that. Uh, a lot of investors have no choice but to be invested in an asset class in this case in this case the asset class being US equities and you know for the past couple of months in our work we've been highlighting the fact that the name of the game right now is to focus on relative strength and what that really means essentially in the US equity market is finding what's less bad uh, a couple of weeks ago we wrote a note that was titled would you be surprised and it was a deep dive on you know would you be surprised if small caps were outperforming well here's the S&P 600 weekly chart in the top of the panel there, just not something you want to look at below key moving averages breaking down. However, look at the relative chart relative to the S&P 500 at the bottom there, starting to poke its head above first resistance. Now, if we can get above the October, November peaks, that's that dashed line. You can start making the case that small caps are leadership. Now, right now, leadership simply means down less than the S&P 500, but it's something we're focused closely on right now. All right, everybody's been watching the chart of copper for good reason, right? Copper is the, uh, you know, one of the most cyclical, uh, heavily in ju- uh, used industrial metals out there. Um, you know, from an economic perspective, we're not economists, but you know, as Dan's mentioned before, it kind of allows us to play that a little bit. Take a look at uh, the price action in copper uh, throughout this month, right? Tested support level right around four bucks, has rallied up to uh, resistance right there at four thirty-three. Roughly uh, below a 50-day uh, moving average, though now declining 50-day moving average, kind of chopping around in that range a little bit. But one of the interesting things is we can take a look at relative performance uh, of stocks, of copper mining stocks, to give us a good an idea of, of where copper might go, right? So uh, the relative performance has recovered that resistance area right above the 50-day moving average ratio, which is declining. So this is some bullish price action coming out of uh, copper miners, certainly on a relative basis. 
We certainly like to see some follow through on copper to get a little bit more bullish on risk assets though. All right, sticking with that small cap theme, here's a chart in the top panel, 2020 to present of small caps relative to large caps. And you can see after bottoming out um, with the COVID lows, uh, small caps went on to outperform large caps. Then they peaked and had a pullback. Uh, and now they are starting, as I said, as we alluded to earlier on the previous chart, starting to outperform once again. So you can kind of see I have that question mark there all the way uh, to the right-hand side of the chart. And what's interesting is there's actually precedent for this. Now, this is not an analog chart. I do not do analog charts. But, you know, in a risk-off type environment, some people are surprised when we highlight the fact that small caps are performing better relatively. Uh, but if you look, the exact same thing happened following... Uh, coming out of the lows uh, in 2000, right? Market topped in 2000, small cap relative strength started to rally. Then there was a pullback and then there was a hard rally once again. So that's kind of a roadmap that I think investors can keep in mind as they're looking for relative strength within the marketplace. Again, big theme here is relative strength. We've been highlighting the uh, few pockets to, to hide out, you know, kind of in the storm. And really that's been the strategy for the last, you know, several months or so. I think it surprised a lot of people to see that, uh, you know, a lot of the dividend things were performing really well, right? So not a great look for dividend growth. Uh, uh, ETF here, Degrow on the top pane uh, is a test resistance uh, right around the $49 level. But take a look at relative performance to the S&P 500, right? Broke out uh, in early May. Again, it's kind of retesting that highlighted support zone, rising 50 day moving average of the ratio. This market has not given a lot of people uh, a lot of places to hide out in. The dividend theme has been one that's been kind of I would argue left for dead for quite a while. When you bring that up to people who uh, look at markets a lot, you know that it's been a while since you've seen dividend stocks uh, outperform. So this is one we're watching closely, particularly to see if that uh, $49 resistance level gets captured to the upside. All right, final chart that kind of focuses on the theme of trying to see what's less bad, international versus US. Now this has been a disaster of a theme uh, for more than a decade. And this is not a call that it's changing right here on the spot, but it is kind of interesting that if we look at the Acqui XUS ETF ACWX relative to the IWV, kind of a big picture US, uh, US equities, uh, we are on the verge of a breakout on that relative trend. And then the six month rate of change has gone positive. Now we've seen this movie before, right? It's, I think it's something that we wanna be keeping an eye on, right? Similar to what's happening with the small caps is that there is some improvement happening under the surface here on a relative basis. And if that, you know, wouldn't take much to kind of shift these trends. So it's something that we want to keep an eye on as we are now, you know, keenly focused on what's least bad uh, within the equity landscape. So um, those are my three charts for uh, uh, for this week. And uh, Drew, bring us home. Thank you so much for spending some time with, with us, everybody. We have uh, survived and thrived on our company retreat. We're so excited to be back with you. If you like this content, please like and subscribe and we'll catch you next time. Thanks, everyone. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast.